Welcome to another episode of B2B Nation, the official technology advice podcast for sales and marketing professionals. I'm your host, Chris Kleinfelter, and I recently had the opportunity to speak with Kevin O'Malley, the Vice President of Marketing at SalesLoft. Uh, In this episode, we talked about how there is a ton of new data and new sales opportunities that exist today, which creates the challenge of trying to get all these new functions together and be ahead of the modern buyer, who has done a lot more research before even starting to talk to any companies about a solution. Uh, You know, another thing that Kevin mentioned that I appreciated was how modern sales is realizing that sales is, at its core, transferring the belief of a product or service to another person through genuine interaction, and how personalization really comes through so you can communicate with them in a more authentic way. Uh, We discussed personalization in more detail, and uh, gosh, it was just a lot of great things in this episode. So without further ado, here's my interview with Kevin O'Malley. Enjoy. Welcome to the B2B Nation, Kevin. Thanks for talking with me today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. So, hey, as we get started here, I know we're going to talk about you know sales email tracking and automation for sales. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit more about your background and about SalesLoft? Sure. Uh, well, I'm Kevin O'Malley. I am the vice president of a company called uh, vice president of marketing for a company called SalesLoft. And uh, my, my background is um, uh, one with uh, a little diversity of marketing, um, with a, a background in product marketing, product management, and then spent the last uh, seven years in uh, sort of the modern marketing, uh, learning all of the new technology and, uh, and new ways of, of marketing to uh, B2B uh, buyers. There's just a few new pieces of marketing tech. Uh, just a couple. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just a few uh, things to learn along the way here. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, so you know, let's uh, yeah, let's dive in here. Uh, so, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges for B two B sales teams right now? I think that's a great place to start. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a great question to start off with because it's uh, a question that uh, it's hard to get wrong and hard to get right, uh, but it's definitely. Uh, the, the challenges that that um, you know, BB sales teams are having right now is is really centered around uh, modernizing uh, their their organization. So the the challenges is that you've had all of this uh, new technology uh, and new data coming into the sales uh, organization. Uh, you've got uh, a lot more different roles that didn't exist uh, in the past, like sales ops, um, sales engineers. Uh, certainly strong leadership that's coming in. So the, the challenge for BD sales teams right now is really trying to get all of these, these uh, new functions working together, ultimately trying to be ahead of the, the modern buyer that is doing the research ahead of talking to them, uh, coming with more of the decision-making already being made prior to that first conversation. So uh, it's a challenge uh, for BD sales is to, to get ahead of that and they're doing that through, you know, trying to modernize their their organization uh, to to um, adapt to the the changing buyer. So let's dig in that just a, a little bit more. Uh, what changes have you guys seen uh, with the modern buyer? Are uh, as you said, they're they're doing more research on the front end. Um, typically, uh, are more buyers than not. Uh, doing more research on the front end where they, they have a few options even in mind before they 
uh, reach out in the first place, or are there still buyers out there who truly don't know what their options are? Yeah, there, there's uh, there's definitely uh, you know a combination of, of both. Um, you know, there there are buyers that are are sort of, I'll call them in market. Those that are highly educated uh, may already be using a an alternative software or substitute type software. They're addressing uh, the, the the problem that you're you're ultimately trying to sell or, or sell to, and so they're in the market and they come with a lot of great questions, uh, a lot of expectations of of experience, uh, and then you you uh, have the other buyers that are are not in market yet, and you have to reach them in a in a quite a different way and educate them. Uh, in, in a, a way that um, you know pulls them into the category, into the market, and that brings its own set of challenges of of creating the the getting them to understand the pain, the problem that you're addressing, and then on, ultimately understanding the solution that you're offering and how you you address that problem. So um, you really have to decide which what market uh, type of buyer you're going after, and then build your you know your sales strategy around uh, around one of those two. So let's talk about prospects uh, a little bit here. So, uh, you know, as I've been in marketing for about seven years now, and I, I've seen that uh, prospects are starting to get more aware of an automated message. And uh, not that they're less successful, but people are becoming more aware of them. So, you know, when, when people are using a tool like SalesLoft, for instance, uh, how can they, let's say, temper automation with that sort of personal human touch that's, in my opinion, really important during sales development? Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing this this movement around uh, so the underlying uh, one of the underlying themes of modernizing sales is really realizing that sales is at its core transferring the belief of what you're you're selling to another person. And regardless of all of the technology that's being used in modern sales and the analytical support and the, the predictive signals. Um, Ultimately, it's about um, B2B is about the person transferring that belief, so the, the interaction. And you can't move away from the, the basis of sales of uh, being sincere, being honest, uh, being authentic. And personalization, it really comes through, uh, particularly you know, using the email example. Uh, it allows you to understand who you're communicating to communicate to them in a way that they understand and they want to be communicated to. And in return, uh, you know, our, our information uh, that is spread across three, three million emails shows that when you personalize an email, you're going to get three times the response rate. So it's not just that the fact that you're speaking to someone the way they want to be spoken to. It's also the results that, that we see when, when people personalize their messages. So let's make this actionable for uh, for our listeners here. Can you give us an example of how a sales rep might use email analytics to close a deal? Sure. Um, yeah. So so email analytics is is something that uh, you know, depending on if you're the <clears throat> salesperson uh, using email analytics to a buyer or how to leverage that. Um, it's it's certainly the ability to understand if if your message is being received, if they're clicking on it, right? That's where marketing automation sort of ends. Uh, and then the personalization or product uh, like SalesLoft uh, actually goes beyond that. We actually track replies, and so 
we're not really interested so much about people clicking on content. We love it. Uh, we produce a lot of great content for them to consume if they want to be educated. Sure, sure. But what we really want is the reply. We want to get a, get a positive and sometimes a negative reaction to our offer. And that reply rate helps us understand if we're being effective with our message or not. And so with using this information, uh, you can understand very quickly as somebody who's trying to sell to other B2B organizations uh, what's working and what's not. And uh, that's, that, you know, that's really powerful when you can show that you, you, you can see the reply rate across all of your emails and uh, really understand what, uh, what's actually working. And then be able to adapt faster to that. I mean, that's, that's certainly, you know, it's, it's one thing of seeing the reply rate, but it's what you do with it to improve upon it and the, and the process you build around that to continuously improve. I can really appreciate that where um, even if you're uh, you know, receiving uh, negative feedback, you're still sort of failing forward in that way that you're, you're, you're getting some data to, to uh, you know, use towards actions that will improve in the future. And, you know, it's just so great to hear you say, um, like, we love the clicks because clicks are really important, but we also really love the replies. And, you know, I don't think you hear that quite enough. So, man, I really appreciate you, uh, you saying that. That's really cool. Yeah, and I'll give you a quick, um, you know, just quick, quick story there, uh, where you know, I was working for a uh, an, another uh, startup a few years ago, and we were selling mobile apps, and um, we thought the the value prop, the messaging was mobile apps. Everybody wants mobile apps, and and so working with our sales team who are continuously tweaking their messaging and trying to relate to the buyer, they started using a term called real time data. And all of a sudden, our response rates, the reply rates, went, went way up. And what we realized is that buyers didn't want uh, mobile apps for the sake of mobile apps. They wanted access to real-time data. And just that small tweak uh, improved our results by our engagement on our site by 150%. Because we were able to take that, that learning from our emails, bring it to our homepage, and then all of a sudden, we're getting more conversions on the inbound. It was, it's a really amazing story of just how powerful that, that data can can be to, to help you improve upon your, your message to your buyer. It's fascinating how powerful that can be. Um, yeah. Yeah, so let's shift gears just a little bit here. Um, you know, I mentioned before, as more and more prospects are sort of becoming numb to automated emails, how do you see automation platforms evolving to accommodate the need for personalization or let's call it that human element? Yeah. Um. It'll be interesting to see how they evolve. Uh, we use, we certainly use uh, marketing automation today to help us guide our leads through our our, our system um, with uh, you know the, the where who should get it and and uh, autoresponders to send them content, um, sending out our weekly blog newsletter. So marketing automation still has a strong purpose, a strong role um, that it plays within your your marketing stack. But the, the personalization is really around taking what today a lot of the sales and sales development are using, you know, their, their native email system uh, to, to track or to send emails. And so that personalization today is, is happening, but marketing and, and sales leadership and sales ops don't necessarily have the visibility to those emails and to the effectiveness of those emails. And so what we're, what we're seeing is less of a... Um, evolution of marketing automation. It's actually a clear understanding of what, how to use it. And then 
insert a, a sales engagement platform that allows you to really get a better feel for what, what's happening within your sales organization, which ultimately is giving you better information and make better, in fact, database decisions uh, for your for your sales team. Well said. Uh, yeah, that was. I really appreciated that answer. Um, I really don't have. Believe it or not, I don't have anything to add to that, um, <laughs> which is rare for me. Um, so, hey, let's let's shift gears again. I want to talk about the Collaborate Conference in November. I know that you are speaking at the conference. Can you uh, can you give us a small preview of what you're going to cover at the conference? Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, the early November uh, event uh, in in uh, good old uh, Arizona. Um, but I get an opportunity. Which, what I'm really excited about is the opportunity to be on a panel with some of the uh, you know, thought leaders around you know, how, how we're empowering our sales teams with information. And certainly I'll have my, my perspective on how we do it at SalesLock, uh, you know, share some, some stories of how our customers are using it. But you know, being, on the, uh, being on a panel with Richard Harris uh, is going to be great. He's, he's uh, one of the most... Uh, talented consultants out there that helps a lot of organizations around this topic and uh, it'll be just an honor to be a part of that conversation so for our listeners if you are going to collaborate in november be sure to check out that panel uh sounds like it's going to be uh very insightful and uh, some great stories and you'll probably learn a thing or two as well uh so kevin hey where can our listeners find out more about you and sales loft well, certainly salesloft.com uh, is, a, is a great place to, to find us. And uh, certainly uh, in the next uh, few weeks, we'll be at uh, Dreamforce. And uh, certainly love to, to meet people in person there. All right. Well, thank you again, Kevin, for joining me today. And thank you, as always, to our listeners for following along. Uh, this episode was recorded at the Technology Advice Podcast Studio in Nashville, Tennessee. To listen to more episodes of B2B Nation, check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes. And to learn more about the show, you can find us on Twitter at technology underscore ADV or online at technologyadvice.com. Thanks for listening.